It's Wednesday, December 12th, 2018. This is episode 300. Thank you for joining me on a podcast that I like to call We Live on a Planet. It's perfectly imperfect, and I'm happy you're here. It's currently 32 degrees in the city of Oswego, right in upstate New York on the lake shores. Feels like 29 degrees. Highs are going to be about 32 degrees Fahrenheit, and the wind is gently blowing out of the north at four miles per hour. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. If you're coming back, welcome back. We just talk some stuff and things. We get a random fact into our brain. We head on over to the History Channel's website, find out what happened on this day of history. Then I also try to share a positive quote. I also love taking phone calls, and I have some phone calls that I want to play today. If you want to be a part of the show, and if you're listening through the Anchor app, you know how to do it. There's just that little message button. But say you're listening to the show through another podcast provider such as Pocket Cast, and you're saying, hey, I want to I want to call Patrick, and I, I'd like to say something. I'd like to tell him he was wrong on that or tell him he was right or whatever you'd like to say. You can be a part of the show, too. Just head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. There's a little phone button, and you can tap that and leave me a voicemail, and we can play it on the air, and I'd love to hear from you. We have some calls today that we'll get to. So if you've been tuning into the show, you know that I talked about an upcoming episode with the writer of the movie, the horror movie coming out called Camp Colebrook. And that will be coming up. Uh, the The writer, Alex, he's a busy guy. He lives out in Hollywood. He's a busy guy. And once we get this episode into the can, you'll be the first to hear it. And I'm really looking forward to talking to a writer of a movie, you know, Camp Colebrook. Go check out Camp Colebrook on the internet and uh, find out where it's going to be playing near you. So that will be fun. And I can't wait to talk to him and find out what his inspiration was for the movie, how long it took him to write it and all kinds of questions that I have in my mind that are dancing around. My mind is always racing. If you follow the show, you know that we're always just all over the place. A lot of times here we live on a planet. I don't ever have anything planned. We just come out and have a natural conversation. I have a tiny little bit of show notes, just the phone calls that I take and my positive quote. And then we just go. We go from there. That's why I said it's perfectly imperfect. I talk about sobriety. I talk about my struggles in mental health and just all kinds of stuff. I find it very therapeutic. You know, it, I had no idea what I was going to do almost or over a year ago when I found Anchor. I found the app and I was like, oh, podcasts. App. Whoa, what's this about? But when I joined, it was more like a social media app. And you only had like five minutes to record. That was it. Now it's unlimited. You can record as long as you want. But my first podcast, which is a train wreck to me, you know, I, I saw a lot of my podcasts are train wrecks to me. I'm my own worst enemy. I'll hear it and I'll cringe sometimes. But my first podcast, I was talking about self-driving cars. And uh, here we are today, episode 300, talking all kinds of just stuff and things. I encourage you, though, if you want to see the contrast or the difference of how much the show has changed, head on over to my first episode, that train wreck of self-driving cars, and let me know what you think, uh, how different the show has become, because it has. I'm always learning here at We Live on a Planet. It's a learning experience for me. I think life is a learning experience. There's been a lot of things I've said on the show that maybe I wished I couldn't or didn't say, and I can't take it back. I know that maybe some of my listeners dropped off some because uh, 
about a month and a half ago, I was really going through a mental funk and I was very depressed and I still wanted to come out on the air and share it. If you do follow the show, you know, I'm usually a pretty upbeat guy and I'm got a lot of enthusiasm and I come out and I say hello. And those episodes, I was more just like uh, Eeyore, you know, I was just kind of, oh, bother. But I shared that and I just kind of wanted to show this is, this is life for me. You know, the ups and downs and the ebb and flows of, of life is always changing. And so if you've stuck around with me through all these 300 episodes, <laughs> thank you. I, I really, I can't thank you enough. It's, it's an honor to have you here and it's flattering that you'd just be willing to listen to my rambles. Speaking of rambles, I've got lots of them. So stick around when we come right back. We'll try not to ramble too much. We'll jump right into our positive quote and then uh, some other stuff. So stick around. Come on back because I'll be back. I hope you come back too. Here's our quote. This is from James Oppen. The foolish man seeks happiness in the distance. The wise grows it under his feet. Try to be the wise today. Grow that happiness right under your feet. Don't worry about what's happening in the distance. Don't worry about what other people have. Don't try to compare yourself to them because you're not them. You're only you. And there's only going to be one of you ever. So try to just be the wise today. Find the happiness right around you. And if you don't have any, try to grow it right where you are. Don't worry about others. Thank you, James Oppen, for that nice little quote. I want to learn something. Do you want to learn something? Want to get a wrinkle on your brain? I do. Okay, here we go. How much is an oil change on a Bugatti Rayron? You ready? Time's up. Well, you might think paying $2,000 for an oil change on a Lamborghini Geraldo is expensive. That's nothing. That's just a drop in the bucket when it comes to servicing a Bugatti. The Bugatti Veyron, which is the least expensive of the models, starting at $1.7 million. Then you've got the Chiron and the Devo. The Devo, actually, the hypercar sold out in one day at the cost of $5.8 million. Who has that kind of money? Well, people do. And a routine service for the Veyron. Are you ready for this? Woo! It runs about 21, okay, thank you, <laughs> thanks, $21,000, $21,000 for a routine oil change on a Rayram. That kind of money, that means you could basically buy a very non-exotic car. We just bought a new Nissan and it wasn't much more than that. It's amazing the type of money that people have in this world that they could spend $21,000 on an oil change. Boy, the French know how to make luxury cars, that's for sure. Speaking of Lamborghinis, growing up here in the city of Oswego, we had, well, I actually grew up in New Haven, New York. It's a tiny little town. And I, I came here uh, to school in the early 80s, and now it's my home. But growing up here, there was a gentleman that had a Lamborghini, and it was pretty neat to watch a Lamborghini driving around in this little town of only about 18,000 or less. And that, that was cool. It was a nice black Lamborghini. The windows are weird on those, though. I believe his was a Countach, and they they just barely go down. Strange. Strange cars. I would love to uh, drive a Lamborghini or a Bugatti. Have you even ever seen a Bugatti? I haven't. Maybe if you're living out west coast, 
those are everywhere. When I was in rehab over three years ago and I was in Southern California, right out the Dana Point way, it is beautiful, like San Clemente and Dana Point. I remember seeing Teslas everywhere. We're driving down the highway and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, a Tesla. And everybody else around me is like, so? And then I'm seeing Ferraris and just those type of cars are not here in upstate New York. We're truck country here. Trucks and plows. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines to you guys. I love hearing from you. I said at the top of the show, if you want to be a part of the show, reach out to me, WLOAP.com. Leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's get to those calls. I'll be right back. I hope you come back too. All right, let's get our history fix. I'm over at the History Channel's website. And on this day in 1980, American oil tycoon Armin Hammer pays, man, this is a lot of money today, but that's a lot of money in 1980. $5,126,000 at an auction for a notebook containing writings by the legendary artist Leonardo da Vinci. The manuscript written around 1508 was one of some 30 similar books da Vinci produced during his lifetime on a variety of subjects. It contains 72 loose-leaf pages featuring some 300 notes and detailed drawings, all relating to the common theme of water and how it moved. Interesting. I, you know, when I first started reading this, I was like, well, how... How come a book like this isn't in a in a museum anyways? How is it that somebody can buy that? There's a huge article on this, so I encourage you to go check it out. But the nice part of this story is that on November 11th in 1994, the Hammer Codex, that's what it was called, was sold to an anonymous bidder soon identified as Bill Gates. Yeah, the billionaire founder of Microsoft. He bought it at a New York auction for a record high price of... <laughs> 30 million, 30.8 million dollars. But Gates restored the title of Leicester Code instead of the Hammer Code, Codex, excuse me, and since loaned the manuscript to a number of museums for public display. So he got it, bought it, but he has loaned it to many museums so people can gaze their eyes upon it. So kudos to you, Bill Gates. Isn't it crazy Bill Gates is not the richest man in the world anymore? that it's Bezos. I've actually heard that it's really Putin, Vladimir Putin, that is the richest man in the world. I don't know if that's true, but Bezos, man, he's got a lot of money, doesn't he? Also on this date, 1970, oh, the year I was born, Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson gives him his first number one pop hit. You know that song, don't you? How about 1913, the Mona Lisa is recovered in Florence. Two years after it was stolen from the Louvre Museum in Paris, the Mona Lisa is recovered. What else do we have on this day of history? Ooh, in the year 2000, GM announces to phase out the Oldsmobile. Oh, that's sad. My very first car I ever bought was a 1981 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, and I loved that car. I've talked about that car before. And then I remember my parents having an Oldsmobile Delta 88 and driving that, that was probably like the first, I think not too long after I got my license, that was one of the cars I was driving. I remember that really well. There's a lot more that you can find out over at the History Channel's website. I encourage you to go get a wrinkle on your brain about some history. History is just a very interesting fact to me, 
And I try to share that with you to just kind of maybe pique your interest in history too. There's a lot of things that we can find out there. All right, stick around. We're not done with the show. I'll be back. Hello, Patrick. Uh, this is Brad. I am the host for the podcast um, Into the Fifth Dimension We Go. And I just had got a message from your friend, I think, or listener. Her name is Liz. And she wanted me to get in contact with you regarding uh, your podcast. I think we might have something in common regarding uh, the subject matter. Um, if so, um, you can get back in contact with me through the the Anchor app. You can message me back uh, with another uh, voicemail. And uh, I will look forward to uh, talking with you. And I also um, didn't get a chance to check out your podcast so I'm going to look at it today and uh, review the subject matter and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, collaborating uh, on uh, future projects. Thanks, Brad. I look forward to uh, talking with you. And that's Brad from Into the Fifth Dimension We Go, checking out my podcast because one of my listeners said to Brad, hey, go check out Patrick from We Live on a Planet. And I thank you for that. That was from The Morning Muse, one of my listeners over on the West Coast that told Brad about my podcast. And Brad, I would love to. I Any of my listeners out there, if you ever want to be a part of the show and you'd like to cross-collaborate, please let me know. It would be a lot of fun. So thanks, Brad. I appreciate it. And I look forward to checking out your podcast too. All right. Looks like we have another call. Let's take it. We'll be right back. Man, we are still out of date. Sir Patrick. How are you today? Oh my God, you're talking about wisdom teeth. As soon as you mentioned wisdom teeth, it took me back to when I was young and my wisdom teeth started coming in. I looked at my dad and I was like, Dad, my jaw is sore. I think my wisdom teeth are coming in. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, are you feeling smart? (laughs) And I thought that was just great. But I've used that on my children. And then you sit there and you tell me that People are being born without them. Wow. That kind of sucks because when I'm old and people start complaining about their wisdom teeth, well, they're not going to because they're not going to have any. That takes away my chance to say, why are you feeling smart? (laughs) Anyways, I hope you're having a great day, my friend. We will talk soon. That's my friend Tammy from Awesome Sauce Radio. The other day, we were talking, our random fact was about why do we have two sets of teeth? And I was talking a little bit about wisdom teeth. And she has her little joke that she'd like to use (laughs) that her father said, what are you, feeling smart? Yeah, eventually you won't be able to use that joke, Tammy, because um, it looks like in the future, we might start being born without our wisdom teeth. Pretty interesting stuff. I I love learning things and sharing things with you guys and, uh, and sharing calls. We got one more. Let's take another one. I was talking about the morning muse just a little minute ago about uh, her letting Brad know, and she's called in. So let's take her call. We'll be right back. Thanks, Tammy. I appreciate it. Hello again. Yes, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, we on the West Coast are spoiled, especially most of California, not all, but most of California, that that are 
like winters are not even really winter. It's for you guys. It's like end of spring, beginning of fall is about as hot. I mean, about as cold as we get now, but, um, I'd rather be cold than hot really, but seriously, um, anything under 50 and I'm, I'm like, this is too cold for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. So spoiled, right? Uh, it's, you, you guys are like, um, I know making fun of us because we truly are. We are, we, we have no idea. We have no idea. I don't want to find out either. I don't want to feel like what anything below zero feels like. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, welcome back. That was the morning muse talking about, well, you heard what she said. 50 degrees is cold too. Yeah, you would not survive long here in upstate New York. But you know, when it gets to zero degrees, when it's 20 or so, 20 degrees, zero, 20, they don't feel that much different. It's one, it, it gets to those wind chill that we get here at Lake Ontario, the, the winds that just whip off Lake Ontario. That's when you're really feeling cold, when it feels like temperatures. And if you keep on the show, you'll hear that. Because one of the things that I, I do every morning is I come out, give you the date, and I give you the temperature. And this morning, it's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. But trust me, once we get around February time, you're going to be hearing some of these temperatures that are just going to make you happy that you're over on the West Coast. Or maybe out in um, Australia right now, because it's summer for you guys out there. Thank you. I do appreciate your phone calls. I appreciate talking to you guys. Oh, I wanted to give you an update about my smoking. I took some advice the other day from one of my listeners. I, Jim, was telling me about vaping. I love the way he said it, too. He's like, have you tried vaping? I love languages and the way he said vaping. But uh, I had tried vaping, and I'm, I am vaping right now, and I'm, I think, three or four days or more without a cigarette, and eventually I'm going to give up vaping as well. I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that you spent a little bit of time with me over We Live on a Planet today. I appreciate it for you coming over. 300. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making it possible. I couldn't do it without you guys. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet and stay safe and do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today the best you can, okay? And I look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Peace.